listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I couldn't tell you how old your daughter was. I couldn't tell you how old your son is. I got my own junior on the way, dog. Plus, I already got one kid. Couldn't tell you much about the fam, though. I just showed up for the yams, though. Maybe 15 minutes, took some pictures with your sister. Merry Christmas, then I'm finished, then it's back to business. You want to ask some questions about some real shit? Like, I ain't got enough pressure to deal with? Please don't pressure me with that bill shit. Because everybody got them who ain't children. Oh, you been nothing but a friend to me. Niggas think I'm crazy, you defending me? Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and and we're in the house on a wednesday yes we are which means it's a walking dead wednesday mm-hmm. for all the people that know we do a recap of the walking dead every wednesday on the blackout tips uh so you know go definitely get into that today um shout out to um my other new favorite show though the people versus oj simpson that shit is the goddamn best show on tv right now to be it's lit it is lit. even though i know the outcome the shit is still lit and the dude to play johnny cochran in the motherfucking award because he acts his ass off that vance he hit that nigga please yesterday i said <laughs> mm. he, he hit them little girls be like it's it's just tuesday mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got put over the police my favorite thing was when he said uh don't when it comes to firm don't do them make the white people do them yes <laughs> he's so good he was like i'm trying to save you brother make them have to deal with that bullshit <laughs> don't do them yourself make the white people do them. oh man yeah so good he knew so that was good. a bad strategy uh but yeah so it's been a lot of interesting stuff happening um uh, also you know i feel like before we get started uh i also gotta mention um super tuesday went exactly like i expected <laughs> super tuesday was an ass whooping super tuesday Bernie got his super ass whooped. Yes, he did. We are, you know, just one step closer. Just one step closer to not having to argue about this shit. You know what I mean? That's all I care about. I just don't want to argue about it no more, guys. That's it. I just want to be able to live my black ass life without last night. There was a lot of angry Bernie Sanders fans. Boy, you could not say nothing about Bernie last night. And I was being so mature, it was so hard not to say anything because it was going exactly as I said it would go. Right. And I wanted to laugh and party, but I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings because, you know, I actually don't have any personal gripe with people who support Bernie Sanders, but people was taking it personal, man. All up in my mentions, I got called names last night. One dude said, uh, he he came in and i said something about bernie i said well bernie didn't really try to get the black vote no. down south which he didn't nope he didn't, didn't even spend try. money down here by the way on ad campaigns or anything not a dollar so uh they were like well um no he posted he retweeted my tweet and he was like make stank face and i replied back like oh, okay like i mean he didn't was, spend money so like what kind of passive aggressive shit is that i was like well that's why you getting blocked so i went ahead and blocked them but on my phone sometimes even after i block people on my phone sometimes they'll give me an alert if they tweet me right and so this person tweeted me again and he called me a little girl or something i was like so it's the sexism that's making you vote for bernie because i mean is that what it is the, the, your next 
stages to, to to be like you're a little girl i mean first of all we're adults come on dog like uh did you go to the first grade school of insulting people because uh i feel like that's not enough to get it done but i was just like eh. a lot of y'all that that don't like hillary do seem to have some some women problems some problems with gender and some sex sexist shit going mm-hmm. on um yeah. so it's not you know to me it wasn't that um surprising that the couple of people that really got upset with me for blocking them last night uh both called me uh stereotypical like gender insults one of them called me a girl the other one called me a bitch or something like that or i was like yeah okay all right well i'll be that right 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 you know a lot some people was like oh you uh questioning my blackness i was like what I was like, you do realize that I'm gonna be black no matter what the fuck happens, and neither one of these white people gonna save us. So, nope. Can we just calm down on the rhetoric? And I noticed that that shit only comes from one direction. Like, you just do not get it the other way. If you say something bad about Hillary, nobody comes in and calls you a coon, question you a black, question your blackness, tell you you're a sheep. And I'm ready for that shit to be over. So the sooner Bernie's done, the better off for everybody. Cause it's stupid to see all this arguing when nobody's changing anybody's mind and it's getting to the point where people just want to insult each other. Right, 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 right. Because, and this, and for me, it's like, a, it's, it's just, uh, frustrating. And it's just one of those things where, um, I don't know how long Bernie's going to stand. Bernie has the money where he can roll to the summer if he chooses to. Right. Um, and honestly, the, the sad part about it, which, I mean, it's good and sad. It's good that the longer he stays, the further he pushes Hillary mm-hmm. to the left. And I think that's his whole purpose. Um, eventually, he, I think he will drop out, but it's going to be to the point where it's like no way whatsoever he can win. Yeah, I think he's staying there for a while. Right. Uh, just to, and like I said, it's it's smart strategy it keeps pushing her to the left right and that's a good thing that's what you need you need her if you if your issue is the economy you need to make her talk about the economy as much as possible right you know but for the for the most part the race is over so hopefully some of the trolling will die down although i did see a bunch of bernie stands blaming black people which uh, man i'll just be glad when those people stop tweeting and you know stay home or whatever they're doing right um yeah the dude on twitter just darren has said you gotta know that a bitch who will block you in response to a neutral query is weak in personality and position peace sign and he called me a punk ass bitch and i'm like so you don't think you you might have some issues around gender and shit and maybe that's driving some of your hatred towards hillary too Yes, yes, I I truly believe some of the criticism for Hillary is just she's just a bad candidate. I do think right. that's the bulk of the complaints, all jokes aside. But there is a constituent who go, we don't want a fucking female, period. That I mean, it's just sexism all wrapped around in yeah, it. Yeah, I think. And you can't get around that. And I think a lot of people have tricked themselves into thinking that it's more complicated than that. Right. But they literally don't care about those things with other candidates. Mm-hmm. But when it comes like you know there was a girl last night that was in my mention saying well one idiot's opinion doesn't count as representing all the bernie people i said first of all i blocked thousands of y'all so it's not one idiot that's it's not even just a couple it's it's thousands at this point um secondly um what's wild about that she was the person that was telling uh when john lewis said he supported hillary clinton she was a white woman saying how it was okay in her opinion to call black people uncle tom and shit 
so just her opinion you know i don't follow her that day like oh well you won't ever be cool nah, ain't that i true. can't ever associate with a white person that thinks that's okay to because it's just not your existence you don't get to do that mm-hmm. um but you know that's her privilege and she gets to live that privilege so she was looking at it like i can i get to do this thing and you're telling me i can't and that i'm a bad person for doing it so instead of going yeah i shouldn't do that she's like well whatever i'm gonna keep doing it you know i'm like okay cool just i, I know where you stand now uh and she also had called hillary clinton a cunt that day right. so so it's like you know people don't want to look at their own issues you know because i'm like D- were you were you even on bernie's dick two years ago yep i didn't know who the fuck he was two years ago and that's the truth yeah but i mean a lot of these people you know what i mean it's like it's it's not really bernie it's just anti-hillary shit mm-hmm. you just don't want hillary to win and just come out and say that because i get like i can relate <laughs> we right. can we can bond on talking shit about hillary we can bond on that yes we can but anyway um yes we can i'll be glad when it's over i'll be glad when it's done from that perspective i'll be glad when the harassment stops uh it was one of those things y'all niggas gonna vote or you're not i just want you to stay the fuck off of social media yeah we can bond on some hating hillary uh i mean as long as you're not just trying to make it a sexist thing then we can't really bond but if you're just talking about her policies or you know scandals and shit if that's what you that's your thing and you want to discuss that that's fine but some of this shit is getting ridiculous uh, yeah. but i'm glad for the most part uh we hit that we hit that halftime mark on all this shit because uh it's almost over the signals are beginning to end to me um and also uh at a trump rally last night black woman got assaulted did you see that no this is uh this is live on the news you can just see people were pushing her she's not hitting anybody she's not touching anybody they're calling her names they're pushing her out of the thing this made you so angry watching it um police were sitting around doing nothing um this guy looks like he's former military and he's pushing her um you know which is just and they're just talking about it like it's not happening on the news like these rallies aren't racist uh like he's not attracting the worst scum possible like it's just amazing that this shit is just passing as uh you know just just another political rally i have a question it is 2016 right it's 2016 yeah you sure you it's i think so 2016 right not 1960s not it's not 1970s right right it's 2016 correct Mm -hmm. okay and what's funny is uh even last night i saw a couple people one dude said well it's about time black lives matter protested at trump event i said look i'm gonna assume you're just not aware because one they've done this before two this would be a dumb strategy it's not safe for them to do it and i know protesting in general isn't safe this is just dangerous and strategically it's bad strategy because all it does is pump up his base because it motivates them they love seeing this shit and for uh and then it can injure someone someone can get hurt at one of these things um nothing like if he becomes president he'll never go well those black lives matter people really show me and i need to, to 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 start thinking about race differently he won't do that 
you have a chance with hillary and the people on the left that actually want your vote you have a chance with bernie uh you know at least i thought you had a chance but he the point being it made sense to get into that discussion this this discussion further it helps nobody i mean she's brave as fuck for doing it but mm -mm. uh she said she was called a nigger and a cunt by the way um which doesn't surprise me that they would do that uh they were trying to say that the footage was out of context and all this shit she she started it and all this shit but come on man you look at it and nah um you know it's it there were black people that were supporting trump and we didn't push them you shouldn't have pushed anybody though you know that's the thing about these rallies everybody's not gonna be on your side no point do you need to get physical you're just you're supposed to be just a person who's there you know but yeah that's just that's wild man um (laughs) that's just wild that's the shit to make you mad like 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 really though that that that's the shit right there that makes you mad and that's the shit right there that makes you say i from since trump started running i never took him as a motherfucking joke i've always said fuck him mm-hmm. because he's always been on that platform and he's always have drawn the crazies and <clears throat> a lot of the shit in the in the republican party started with the tea party people those people came in and they fucking ram shacked the party they came in and they took over they don't give a fuck about anybody they they fucked around and made the government stop goddamn functioning because the government we didn't do um because <clears throat> obama was in office it's one of those things once you get crazes in there who really don't give a fuck about the democratic way who really don't give a fuck about being or representing the people that they voted in for um and it becomes very very uh frustrating because the thing about it is that um Donald Trump has been quote unquote called on this shit and the media thought it was cute and the media thought it was funny until it was like, oh shit, he really might win the nomination. Are people this fucking dumb? Yeah, well, you know what though? It's, it's privileged because there's still white people who treat this as a game. Even now, they still think it's kind of a game. They still, cause the idea is it can never hurt them. It's never going to be a, a rally for Trump that white people have to be scared about it's it's black people and muslims and latinos and those are the people that need to be scared not to mention there's a lot of i saw more than a few people over the past few months that have said stuff like well bernie doesn't win might as well just vote for trump and shit like that because there's no difference to certain people if you have a certain amount of privilege there's just no difference who's president in your life so um yeah to to us it was always serious you know and it kind of disgusted me and it showed me a lot about people the way they talked about him mm-hmm. you know how funny it was to them and how much of a joke it was to them because it was you know i still remember listening to this one podcast where they were like joking about this idea of like well hitler's just so boring you know like you, i want someone with personality like donald trump i would love to interview donald trump and they were just gushing all over donald trump and shitting all over hillary and i'm like but if you were black you wouldn't be thinking there's no fucking discernible difference or hey as long as they got personality you wouldn't be thinking that shit if you were latino you wouldn't be thinking that and because you live in this white like bubble 
you don't ever have to think about what other people might think about this shit come on now you're not even thinking about your listeners who might not be white you're not even thinking about that the people in your mind that listen to your show are other white people exactly like you who have friends just like you who live just like you and you think it's all cute you know and it's so so to me it was incredibly frustrating um there, here's a conversation where um on cnn you know they bring on a racist and then they bring on van jones uh jeffrey lord uh is uh basically a, a trump uh apologist and he has a discussion with van jones and it's interesting because he pulls some of the same bullshit that many people pull when it comes to modern uh discussions about racism and the historical racism so they try to pull the well the democratic party used to be racist and that kind of shit like like you don't know you know like what remember with the dixiecrats like they try to school black people that already know what the fuck happened Mm -hmm. and that like we aren't alive like the last 30 to 40 years of life didn't happen like we didn't notice who was where now anyway uh this is the conversation uh, it's between uh, Van we're, Jones we're, and Jeffrey we're talking Lord. about the sort of crazy uh, dog whistle uh, policy What's proposals dog whistle? That, that, that Donald Trump threw. Well, actually, it isn't a whistle. It's a scream. It's what, a yell. About what? Uh, I, I've said this before. Donald Trump has tried to otherize every other candidate in That's this race to uh, – he's, he's a liberal. Other. He's a liberal. Uh, it, it, it falls no, no, perfectly in line. No, what you said is liberal speak. But he's doing it. He's acting. He's 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 otherizing other candidates to sort of scare this very small part of the electorate who thinks that all of their problems are the fault of people who don't look like look, them. Look, he's the- tapping into what is what is real, and I would argue he taps into it on the left as well as the right. That element exists on the left, and that's working let's, for him. Let's talk about shame. let's talk about what he said about the Klan. I mean, here's a guy who disavowed this many, 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 many times. And you hear By the way, she said something very important there. I just want to pause for a second. What she said it's on the left too. It, exactly. It is. I think that has gone just untalked about and right. to the point where it definitely caused Bernie Sanders some votes. Too many people have experienced it. I don't I don't think it's the major thing that cost him votes. I really just think he didn't want the black vote, but it's cost him votes. People just do they too many people either experienced it or saw people experience it right and they went i can't fuck with this guy because the kind of people that fuck with him they may say they have liberal policies but really what they have is a lot of anger towards wall street some possible resentment of, of women and then racism and shit like i can't be on board with that shit you know this statement from Mitt romney and paul ryan today i like paul ryan we both work for jack kemp jack kemp would be appalled at this the Republican, I hate to say this about the Republican establishment, but their view of civil rights is to tip the black waiter five bucks at the country club. I mean, this is atrocious. This is atrocious. This is why, this is why, this is why Donald Trump has the ability to, to because he's not going to patronize people. Well, well hold on, and, hold on a second. First of all, uh, there's a lot of things that you said I could, could uh, take you on about, but I want to be very, very clear. Uh, the things that Donald Trump has done, and not just in this race, are horribly offensive. You can go back with this guy for a long time. I, I want to talk. I want to talk. This is I didn't important. say anything yet. Oh, you, you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can go back to the Central Jogger case, where he came out and w- w- put had innocent black kids winding up in no, prison. Innocent but, kids. Well, hold on a second. Let no, innocent finish. black kids. Listen, hold on a second. We have a big problem at this point now because I. By the way, you saw how he tried to take race out of Van Jones' point. Mm-hmm. He's like innocent black kids. No, innocent kids. No. 
innocent black kids it the race part of this matters you can't right. just take it out when it's, it's convenient right because if they was white children there's no way he to put that newspaper article out and all that shit get the fuck out of here I agree with you about a lot i think that we have taken him not seriously we have not respected his voters but there is a dark underside here and se is right he is whipping up and tapping into and pushing buttons that are very very frightening to me and frightening to a lot of people number one when he is playing funny with the clan, that is not cool. He didn't you, play funny hold with on, the hold on a second. I know this man when he gets passionate about terrorism. I know how he talks about terrorism. The Klan is a terrorist organization that has killed... A leftist men. terrorist organization. You can, you can put whatever label you want you want. That's your, that's your game to play. No, it's that's, no, that's your game to play. History. No, they're not level. We're not going to play that game. No, not gonna we, play we that are going to understand no, history. No, no, no. You need to take a serious look at the fact that this man has is playing fast and loose and footsie. When, when you talk about terrorism, he gets passionate. He says, no, this is wrong. But when you talk about the Klan, oh, I don't know, I don't know. That's wrong. And then you came on the air. And you said, well, this is uh, just like when um, um, Reverend Wright was speaking. Yeah. Reverend Wright never yeah. lynched anybody. Reverend Wright never Reverend killed Wright anybody. Is, Reverend, Reverend Wright, Wright ne- is no, hold on a second. Reverend Wright never put anybody on a, on, on a post. And you guys play these word games. And it's wrong to do in America. It, it's is wrong wrong to, to do. it is wrong to understand that these are not leftists. They were according to the, What difference does it make if it you call them leftists? See, and that's the thing. He's trying to pin the Klan on democrats because that's like i said when you have a certain amount of privilege in the in the world you can play the game of no 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 i'm just trying to say it's democrats fault that there's a clan that's not the fucking argument the it's a terrorist hate group not despite the fact that you're wrong they are not democrats fucking killing black people and shit that's not what the the clan is right now but despite that fact it's actually inconsequential to the point being made which is that they support donald trump that should be enough for you to go something's wrong with this guy and and this reminds me of everybody that used to write me and still do on twitter and say well what does it matter who's supporting the candidate you're gonna let that sway your vote it's really just about the issues okay the Klan is supporting donald trump all this shit is connected now his issues attract certain types of people if you're if if the platform you have attracts people that happen to be racist you got a racist platform yes you do sorry to inform you dog like it like i've been alive and black long enough to recognize it so it's just what it is but yeah this guy's trying to play a game about well it's the democrats or it's the republicans yo it doesn't matter it's the clan it's not okay yeah and it's that false equivalency just like the they say about the black panthers or reverend jeremiah Wright. well he said goddamn america he didn't kill anybody not a soul dog he didn't burn down anybody's house he didn't hang anybody he didn't take anybody's uh, life for whistling at a white woman that's not it's not equivalent stop trying to be well there's you know there's some black people that don't like white people right they're not killing them now they're not like it's not a terrorist organization you're right and you don't hide and say that's not part of the base of the democratic party that has been they were the military arm the terrorist arm of the democratic party according to historians that's for god's sake read your history i'm not listen i'm not i don't know i don't care this whole attitude of by the way that whole read your history thing 
that's so ridiculous it's so condescending just read the history that's not even the discussion that's being had right now no the whole conversation a lot of times they just derail and a lot of times when you that's why i hate these fucking debates because a lot of times nobody ever gets any points across and the person is a lot of time the wrong the person with the wrong perspective in my opinion just constantly out loud out talks the other person the logical person well the goal is to win you know what i'm saying they don't have the goal is not to have a discussion or a conversation the goal is to entertain and win this debate uh on national tv and then go to commercial for fucking five minutes like when it comes to my life it's not up for a goddamn debate or or, or exchange of words and you know we we're not having a a conversation about should black people die should black people not die in the street that's not a five minute segment and on to the commercial it's real life to me when this fucking commercial goes off i still have to live this shit so it's not funny and to me and 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 shit like this make me mad i hate that television has got to this point to when it comes to real issues instead of actually being nuanced and talking about it and actually having real discussions about it we have fucking don lemon coming up here talking about should we said a goddamn n-word by race is still here and this is I how democrats do the deal how they voted 50 years ago i care about who they killed and i, I care about american you history stood, it counts you have stood with Don- <laughs> what and i care about american history it counts like that's not what the fuck the discussion is right now Mm-mm. but it's anything to avoid the topic right now All right and you have made a case for donald trump when nobody else wanted to and you've earned the respect of an awful lot of people but when you do not acknowledge that he did not answer that question with the passion he's answered with other terrorist organizations you you do yourself a disservice you do your he has, he has made and this and point you, over and over and over again this is a media thing here did he make a mistake when he should? Sure, but he has said this many, many times. I've gone back and looked. He's you, well on record over and over and over again than, on It's this. worse than that, sir. It's worse than that. That whole thing with those central jogger kids, he got the entire city of New York whipped up on this idea that these kids had done something wrong. And then when it turned out they were innocent, we all make mistakes. Right. He never apologized to those kids. And that's, that's a stain on him. And you can walk through time after time where he's done stuff like that. The stuff he said about Native Americans being, you know, criminal uh, organizations and, and mafias. He said so but many things. What you're doing and, right here, what you're doing here is dividing people. We're all Americans here, I, <laughs> We're already divided, dog. <laughs> like we're so what if we didn't talk about the things that he said we wouldn't be divided that's that's what's so amazing it's like you when you can opt out of the discussion you get to say shit like well you're being divisive right now it's like no when you're being divisive because of the comments that you made me bringing it up forcing you to address it is how we can get back together how we can have some closure but bringing it up is the problem right but we can't have closure if it's never discussed Mm -mm. and especially if you meant that shit you know it's kind of like the um the thing i was saying about asian people with chris rock yesterday people were calling them divisive i was like that's not divisive Mm -mm. if he said a joke that they felt offended by who the fuck are you to tell them they can't be offended by it come on now that's just goddamn stupid because when it comes to us we definitely don't listen to people telling us you can't be offended you don't get to do that nope 
You were dividing people. This is what liberals do. You were dividing people by race. I am you, not. This, I am, this is what liberalism is all about. The Klan divides people have to, by you race. You have to divide the by Klan race. The Klan kill people by race. And he had the opportunity. And he did and it. And they, did it, they did it to further the progressive agenda. Why did you? No, listen, that is, first of all, so True. absurd. It is not The Democratic absurd. Party of the South in the old days was a racist party. And you are, you are correct, sir. They were a violent party. And you are How correct, How do you think sir. we got but, Woodrow Wilson but, elected? But hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's not the Democratic Party of today. So what are you talking about that for? Right. You, you played these games. It is the Democratic Party of today. Games. The Democratic Party of today divides by race. My, listen, you know, you know, I, got, I have a kid, seven years old. Right. He can't even watch. The, I, I used to let one and say, I don't want you watching the Kardashians. I want you watching the news so you can learn something. You know right. what? Watching all this nonsense in your party, he turns around and he says, you know, Dad, you're a liar. He doesn't even know what the word means, but he sees so much vitriol from your party. Right. He brings that into our house. Now we got to have him watch, you know, Nick Jr. He can't even observe civics because of what's going on in your party. The circus wing in your party. Do not play and, and tell Donald Trump. I, I, I know you. I trust you. Tell Donald Trump. He needs, for my children's sake, for the children's sake of America, if he's going to leave this country, he needs to be as passionate about what is happening to have people to be in my, passionate. In we my have community as anybody else. We have to be passionate about making sure that, as Robert Kennedy used to say, that this country is colorblind. We have to, as oh, President God. Kennedy used to say in that Birmingham speech, that race has no place in American life or law. That's what we have to do. And we have lost that totally because the Democratic Party insists on dividing people by race, and it's wrong. I'm it's morally wrong. All right. Well, I think this is going well. <laughs> so yeah um mission accomplished for that guy he didn't learn shit you know nope. like everybody's trying to write these headlines like trump apologies smack down like no no it wasn't no smackdown. like you because you agree with van jones you feel very strongly that he won but there's no winning with with ignorance there's no winning with racism the only way to win is to blot it out and to 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 make sure these people don't don't get their agendas and don't get their way but the fact that you provided this person a platform to go spew their racism and Mm -hmm. to defend donald trump already lost the discussion you know to be honest um but at any rate uh, another thing i was gonna say it all brings it full circle that that conversation right there that van jones just had with that guy is essentially the same kind of conversation that ended my friendship with white white people basically mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying as far as my white friend male friends list that we used to have an email list mm-hmm. it was that level of conversation where i remember just being like because they were talking shit about hillary or something on the email chain and they're all older white conservative dudes at this point and i remember being like are y'all seriously considering trump as a better candidate than hillary clinton and they're like yeah he don't have any experience but that's because he's he's new he's fresh and all and i was like but y'all said when barack obama didn't have experience that that was bad you know y'all said um y'all you know y'all are uh like the tea party y'all y'all are y'all are against big business this dude's the most biggest business dude the biggest possible like it's it's like y'all are hypocrites at this point at at the very least and you know and like i said it got to the point where within a few emails somebody's questioning or trying to talk shit about my job and my livelihood um and it got personal and i was just like yo this is just racist there's no other way to accept this and i can't have this shit in my life you know the other uh week uh it's been like two or three weeks now um 
i had a post that you know about beyonce on facebook and it was one of those police chiefs being like we're not gonna we're not gonna work security for beyonce or whatever and the guy and this guy from the friends list was like hey man you know she doesn't feel um the the police officers don't like what she stands for then i mean it's overtime for them it's optional they don't got to do it and i was like well what did she say that was anti-police right well she had a tribute to the black panthers in there and i was like why would why would that be anti why would that be anti-police why he said it was pro-police violence or something like that pro-violence against police and i said why would that be pro-violence against police when black panther stood for self-defense well no they were a violent organization i said okay and then in the same sense he said why don't you hang come hang out he's like forget about this why don't you come hang out with us anymore or something Mm -hmm. and i said um one this is why come on dog this ignorance right here as you're dismissing me as you're dismissing something very important to me as you're dismissing because i said i have a black panthers t-shirt you think i'm fucking pro-violence towards police kind of shit is that you know what i mean like like have you even thought about your position two is extremely ignorant you don't even know what the black panther stood for or did a lot of people don't and i so i sent him links and said look you can educate yourself on this Mm -hmm. and we can have this discussion on equal footing where you now know something because you fucking just went off without having any idea uh i haven't got a reply back karen that's been three weeks you won't and you will not he probably will never hit you up again because at the end of the day he can opt out of it right he can even opt out of our friendship Mm -hmm. that's how much the privilege of just being this white man is to in his life he can just be like well we just won't be friends because i'll never have an answer for this question or i'll come around six months later and try to talk about some other shit but i won't ever forget this shit right right you know what i'm saying like i won't ever get to this like this colorblind shit i don't ever i will never respect that and then especially when you're sitting around saying wrong shit and then running away from the conversation because you don't want to educate yourself yeah man we can't be friends we're not friends you know we're we are divided and we can't get together if you don't want to learn anything about me then we can't be friends and i think that is part of this um discussion that just just goes kind of like we see the broader discussion on cnn and van jones talks to this guy but just in your life there's so many people that don't know you uh when it comes to interracial friendships Mm -hmm. There's so many white people that, you know, by default, pretty much every minority in America knows white people. It's not really, it's not really an option that we have in Mm -hmm. most places in the United States to Mm -hmm. not know white people. It's it's because it's the culture, it's the dominant culture, it's, it's what's on TV, it's what's on the radio, it's what's on everything. So like, it's very difficult for any, to attain any level of success without knowing how to navigate white culture if you're gonna want a bank loan at some point if you're gonna want a job at some point the vast majority of the time you're gonna have to go into some white spaces but the opposite isn't true Mm -mm. you know like so it's it's a lot of times where it there are white people who do want to know minority people in marginalized cultures and that's dope when they reach out and and do that which you know i would call friendship i think that's what every friendship should should exist of right correct but um they don't have to Mm-mm. you know it's just like how as i as a man i don't have to get to know shit about women and what you know there's a lot of men right now that go 
well i don't know what's wrong with calling a woman a queen i i call any woman queen i mean what's i mean they do blah 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 and then when the women are like no this is offensive to me i don't like it it's patronizing blah 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 there's a lot of men who just go oh that bitch tripping and they just keep doing whatever they want to do right and a lot of women do end up staying friends with those people because it's like well see either this or just don't have male friends because there's most men are like this or you know not the queen thing exactly but most men are very dismissive of women's issues period it's very yep. much oh these bitches tripping and they just move to the next thing yeah they've even actually started they've actually done studies and statistics that say when women speak most men um like actually like zone and tune them out and it's harder for them to actually listen to women like they've done studies about that shit so a lot of men actually just tune women out because it's a woman huh what whatever you're talking about anyway so <laughs> so anyway I, I was talking um <laughs> but in a lot of these cases people you know people do that shit and i think that's kind of what privilege is is it just enables us to be able to to just you know hear the charlie brown voice whenever some shit isn't about us right so yeah i think this donald trump shit is the ultimate extent of that and there's a lot of people that you know via facebook via twitter via email via real life via work there's a lot of people that think they're friends but they're not they're not their actions their votes their attitudes their beliefs are anti you yeah yes they are because like a lot of times when i'm at work i just put my headphones i put my headphones on listen to podcasts and just go to work uh because the thing i realized about work i'm there to get a paycheck i'm not there to talk about my political beliefs and all this other bullshit uh, because most people, especially if you live in corporate America, every year, every other year, when you get hired, they make you go through these fucking dumb ass things where they say, don't talk about religion. They tell you this, don't talk about politics. We got rules and regulations. They tell you this, but yet you have some person, and normally a white person who wants to go around and tell everybody how they're against abortions and how they don't drink or don't smoke and how they frown upon everybody and shit like that. And I just keep quiet. Another day, somebody came to me and they was talking about the, uh, uh, policy with the LGBTQ, like the bathrooms and things like that. They, um, what was that law? Um, shit. Oh, they passed an ordinance here that says that transgenders can go to any transgender any, people, transgender people can go to any restroom, you know, that they choose to according to how, what their sexuality. And, um, I, I had heard about it, but I was like, okay. So one of my coworkers, he came to me, he was like, did you hear about that? And I said, no, I didn't hear nothing about that. He told me about it. And, and just the way he was talking, you know, he was talking about, he was talking like they were other and those people. And like, I was like, well, we'll see. He was like, well, you know, they're going to fight. I was like, well, we'll see. And I just kept it like that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where he made the assumption that I was in agreement with him. All right yeah well i mean well even in that situation you know if um you know you're like you're already at work you're in a situation where conflict is not something you want to do nope but i remember at my last job i I had stopped giving a fuck yeah i just don't give a fuck anymore we're we're too old yeah to care like i'm not gonna be bullied at work i'm a i'm an adult and it's just weird fucking we've come too far and i'm i i live what i say i'm tired of being the the per, the person that's right but quiet 
yeah because we let yeah. wrong people be loud and wrong all the time and we all roll our eyes and we all wink wink and when they walk away you look at your other co-worker and you both go girl wasn't he d-? and i'm tired of that shit i just got tired yeah, you know that, i remember it does get old yeah my old job people bring up shit about religion and shit and i just go i'm an atheist i don't believe in that well oh i, I mean i didn't know well yeah well maybe don't run off with the fucking mouth right. you don't know me you don't know me you don't take the time to get to know me i don't believe all the same shit you do you know what i mean none yeah. of us do a lot of people do that in small talk and it's one yeah. of those things where and, and i know may, and maybe it's just me and maybe just because of all my just various different experiences at work i'm here to fucking work work i'm here to work if i make a relationship with you great but my whole job is not to come here and make fucking friends with you the only thing we got in common with is this job if you leave or i leave we will never talk again with most people yeah I, jobs right i agree i understand I, that's my attitude as well but still there's people that don't do that and then when they do when they don't people tolerate it and that's why they go around and get louder and louder right and they say worse and worse shit nobody reports in the hr nobody ever writes up hey this person said this shit to me it's offensive i prefer for them not to talk about this shit at work you know and and very rarely will these people get checked i mean we had this lady miss debbie uh when i first got a job out of out of college and she was running for like some local republican office or something and she was extremely fucking like everything you know racist homophobic everything you know and she wouldn't come out and you know all the dog whistle politic words you know all the you know the the rush limbaugh listening type shit that she would say and she would go around and tell that shit to people and because i was like 21 coming out out of college like i just didn't even like i just took it like well this is just i guess part of the job part of working with people right. is you got people like this and when she leaves we all go ha 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 but 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 no nah, man like now as an adult i'm like she didn't i know better she didn't have to be that way nope. and now that i know that i'm like fuck that <laughs> right. you know and this and this shit happens all the time when i'm at the basketball court somebody will say something and after you know like people were making jokes about odell beckham jr uh like oh that nigga gay man he a faggot yeah, why are you why are you saying that first right. of all what would be wrong with him being gay and most of the time when you check somebody on shit like this they're so unprepared right for that check because nobody has checked them mm-hmm. everybody just laughs it off chucks it up walks away rolls their eyes very few people come out and just say yeah man you're being real ignorant right now how do you know i like i you know when like with the odell beckham thing i was like how do you know somebody in here isn't gay you know we you could be playing well are you gay i could be you don't fucking know right you don't know is my point right you, you don't run I mean? off at your mouth and we have this ignorance and and the one thing about trump the only good thing about trump is you get to see the real time real live ignorance that is just out there that is pervasive and there's names and faces attached to it now. right and there's rallies and they're beating people and they're kicking people out for being different than them and all this shit and it ain't much different uh i'm glad that it's been exposed on the left too i'm glad i'm glad when i see shit like uh yeah they kicked the black people out of the bernie sanders rally i'm like yeah you know what i mean like okay yeah all right that you know we i see y'all you know like the, the game recognized game for a lot of this shit anyway welcome to the blackout tips podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher search the blackout tips shout out to everybody to try to skip all that shit 
Uh, so they can get to the Walking Dead recap. <laughs> they they had to fast forward for a hot minute. Wow, well, like, man! I'm like, God damn! They was like, they still talking about that shit. Make this Trump rally. God damn! Uh, Bobby Schmurder been in jail 441 days. Official weapon is the Taser. Unofficial sport is Bullet Ball. The Bullet Ball Extreme. This podcast is brought to you by Triple Sponsors. Podcast brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. The Rod and K Rod and Karen Audio Play album, Sunspot, and other ratchetness that you've heard so much about isn't just on itunes if you hate itunes and want to give a couple of your dollars to some other people check out amazon.com that's why you can buy it on amazon.com you just got to put in sunspot and other ratchetness and uh, it'll come up and um buy it buy that bad boy and uh shadow dog gets some money and uh they continue to you know leave them a review on amazon let them know that uh continuing to sponsor us is a worthwhile uh endeavor Uh also this podcast is brought to you by bevel that's right this podcast is brought to you by bevel the first and only shave assistant designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v el dot com and lastly thirdly we have a little bit of a sexier sponsor if i can find some sexier music let's see how about uh this What is Christmas music? Hey, I know. That sound like Christmas music. Hey. This episode is also brought to you by Uh wait a minute, where did it go? Damn it! It's also brought to you by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> I don't know what I did with the copy. It's brought to you by AdamandEve.com. <laughs> you probably got it memorized by now. You can get 10 free things. Adam and Eve wants to hook you up. Going into March with 10 free uh, gifts. That's right. First, they give you a sexy little surprise for her. Secondly, they give you something for him. Select, especially select a toy for him. Third, they give you something that you both can enjoy. But that's not all, guys. In addition to those uh, three gifts, they also give you six free, count them, full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. What do you have to do to get these 10 free gifts? Not hard. Go to adamandeve.com. Select any one item. Could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code TBGWT at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping. When you enter offer code TBGWT, that's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. All right, play me out, King. all right 
now let's get to what all the white people have been patiently waiting for mm-hmm. <laughs> enough of that black shit and everybody got a hundred <laughs> like i don't even have to care about these things y'all lucky i'm listening right <laughs> look at how press play look at y'all this is funny walking dead y'all mm-hmm. episode number 11 of season six not untie in this episode we go to the hilltop y'all we get to see what jesus is actual motivation is mm-hmm. and he shows our uh rick's crew our protagonist the way the truth and the light is <laughs> only through him shall salvation come uh and they take a little road trip y'all yeah they do pack up the six packs get in the rv and we're going to the hilltop <laughs> yeah uh jesus was sitting there and carl was like he caught that gun like what the fuck you doing up in here bitch mm-hmm so uh it was a cool episode uh karen what did you um think about uh not untie i loved it all right karen was a big fan i also was a big fan i gotta say man if you quit the show man did you fuck up because <laughs> I, I am thrilled i i don't know where they're taking me but i am excited I feel like they totally uh salvaged it from the glenn thing like not that it, it i still feel like that's a jump shark moment it'll never like get anybody's trust again correct but as a as as an entertaining show yeah it totally salvaged that like it's entertaining as fuck again that was that was fast anyway we'll see what happens but uh not untie uh let's go ahead and give it our uh full recap you know scene by scene uh piece by piece this puzzle comes together several your ties from the bad guys let the lie show if you want to be a hoe go ahead and don't be scared many a bitch represents and it's led anyway um so this this episode starts with something that and i think the cliffhanger was more like people and i think it's just because the the world they live in is so treacherous people were more worried about that cliffhanger than i think they had any right to be because if jesus was gonna do something to him he would have just done it to him while they were asleep right because he basically had, had went around the whole goddamn town he knew how many how much well they didn't know all that okay. the cliffhanger was he was snuck in the room and said rick wake up yeah yeah and they he, hopped out of bed right, and i'm saying if was he was up to no good he took them out why yeah why the fuck do you hey buddy hey guys i'm gonna wait till you finish having sex all right well, wake up <laughs> you know i just pictured him out in the hallway waiting for them to have finish having sex it probably was it's like all right i guess they're done let me go on and oh no they're still going all right few more minutes um but yeah he was uh you know he he they basically started off with right where they left off with rick holding the gun and michelle holding the sword and jesus saying hey we need to talk um and uh you know that was you know that was the end of that episode so uh we come into this episode with abe 
and sasha coming in from patrol yep and we know the last time that we really saw them spending time together abe tried to holler at sasha right and she was like uh you if you want to get with me you need to check with your boo and mm-hmm. get that together before me and you can do anything right you got you got some uh you got some side chick business to take care to of take care of and i'm not about to be singing no brandy and monica up in here Mm-mm. ain't no boys mine Mm-mm. right like you need uh i'm not shirley okay Mm-mm. so this, this is not how no, it's going my down. name is not susan right so he said um you know they had a little conversation he was giving up war stories about a camel that ate some keys to a to a eight hummer or some shit and uh he was like we had to wait for it to shit the keys out i shit you not she was like what camels don't eat keys and you know they was having a good little conversation i thought it was cool you know like they're becoming like friends i mean it wasn't that long ago sasha was drop dead crazy yeah sleeping on zombie mattresses and shit right zombie postopedic and shit ah! and then fucking uh did you have a zombie number hmm did you have a yeah, zombie yeah, i know what's your zombie number 95 <laughs> i can only do three girl what's your zombie iq uh but yeah so they um uh, you know they were having this this um this discussion or whatever and he was basically like hey man um she was real out there in the, in the war zone and stuff and you know i'm sure she's tired of this desert story she probably heard them all a hundred times but <laughs> she was smiling she seemed entertained yeah she did uh she seemed like she was enjoying spending time with Abe, and i was like oh maybe they're fucking already or something i don't know y- yeah you know i don't know but then i felt like we got the answer right away because um abe was like well, well i'll see you tomorrow for patrol and sasha said nah and he looked so sad he was looking like well, what you mean no right and she said uh actually i'm not gonna be out for patrol tomorrow i'm gonna go with eugene and you know uh teach him the ropes kind of and i'm gonna be taking different shifts instead of the ones that you're on so we won't be kicking it no more and he looked really disappointed mm-hmm. um and they also right before they had this discussion abe saw some kids running around in the perimeter of alexandria and i think he also started thinking about the future and stuff and he was asking her about you know like the glenn and them having kids and it, it like isn't it all kind of crazy to even make plans for the future and i think what i'm what at least this is how i put it together i think abe likes sasha mm-hmm. because he because she was living so dangerously and recklessly like she didn't have a future and like it was all just in the moment and then he started feeling that way last season and i think he became kind of attracted to her because he was like well you don't give a fuck and i don't give a fuck and then at some point she just was like i'm i give a fuck again you know it's like when you get with a girl who's like i used to suck so many dicks so many dogs oh my god i would be sucking dicks all the time if if you i would suck your dick if i met you a minute ago but it's been two (laughs) minutes since then i don't suck dick no more the dough shut right like i just they just call me the dick sucking queen that was Ah! my, my middle name uh but but yeah so i feel like he got with her thinking or not got with her but he made his pitch towards her thinking like 
well you crazy and i'm crazy we should be together because fuck it yolo and she's like actually i'm not on that shit right and she was like and you need to come back to reality too right not just that but i'm definitely not no side chick Mm-mm. so um mm. and sasha is bae i mean she'll make you want to change your life right she was like you better call tyrone mm-hmm. before you mess with me right so what i noticed is in this scene when he starts talking about the the kids and stuff and when he asked her to, is she coming to patrol the next day her face looked a little bit i don't know like she was trying to give him a chance to say something he didn't say it and then she just went in her mind like boom that was the moment he didn't say it i give up i gotta distance myself from this guy right and she basically let him know i'm totally not kicking it with you anymore um and she hit him with the peace sign and backed up and that was so funny i wish i had that gift she did i need that gif that gif however you pronounce it i need that bad in my life that that sasha peace sign moonwalk gift that joint was so good <laughs> she was like i'm out we cool i'm and out he hit her with the peace sign back uh it's like i need that gif and i need the nigga please uh ah, yes i want that one johnny cochran <laughs> uh but yeah so um abe totally whiffed on that move and then um you know she uh she she leaves or whatever and we kind of see this image in his mind of her leaving and we see his face close up and it's a montage and he's actually now in bed with rosita Mm -hmm. and she's talking to him like yeah are you there what's going on what's where are you at and you realize he's in bed thinking about Sasha. Right. And the fucked up part about it, I almost forgot he was in Rosita. I was like, what, what the hell he doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. And it was like seconds. It was like post-coitus. Like, it was like seconds after the orgasm. He's like, mm-hmm. but that goddamn Sasha. Mm-hmm. And he I guess did. if you live in a world without porn, you know, you just gonna, he was probably having sex with her thinking about Sasha. Who knows? And I think, too, I don't my personal opinion i don't think he was ever in love with rosita i think he got with rosita because he was like well hey you're somebody i can have sex with but i'm not really gonna have feelings for you because i might die any minute and you might die in a minute i already lost my wife i already Mm -hmm. lost my kids so there's no reason in having this quote-unquote connection with you with who rosita Rosita? right i think his yeah i i I definitely i definitely yes i relate to that i definitely relate to that like last season or two seasons ago it mm-hmm. even felt that way i mean like i said he fucked her and let eugene watch because he was just like fuck it none right. of this is important to me because he had no respect for her yeah he's like we it's zombie time my my wife and family have been eaten i like this is all just fucking whatever and i don't even think it was disrespect for her i just think he doesn't give a fuck even about himself in a large part C- correct he just doesn't care it's like whatever gets us to the next day that's it um and then once he once you he everybody found out eugene lied and he he realized he didn't have a purpose that's right. when he snapped yeah he seems like a man who just needs a mission right that's the thing that keeps him going is these missions and the idea of settling down and building a new world and with with the the zombie you know virus still being out there i think that'll always turn him off because he's like that's not a mission right like a mission is get from point a to point b a mission is kill this guy a mission is build this thing but 
you know a mission isn't now let's go get buy houses and have kids and settle down i tried that and the world took that from me right uh, so why try that again and you know you can see he's totally out of it and this and i felt so bad for rosita in this scene because she's totally like in love with this dude yeah and you know i never really thought about it but i realized that i think that she thought he was dead because remember when she was up uh, up on top of the the, the lookout thing and um deanna's uh son came up there and she was over there crying and shit and i didn't realize it at the time I was like what's she sad for but now go, rethinking of it i was thinking that she was thinking about him and she mm. was missing him because he wasn't there and she didn't know nobody knew if anybody from that crew had survived mm. so i think that she was maybe mourning under the assumption that he was dead and he might not come back because she didn't know at that time yeah it's possible definitely possible um and so and rosita plays a lot of stuff very close to the vest so it's not like she would tell anybody to talk about it really. right um so anyway while they're in bed having small talk we find out rosita's gonna teach eugene how to, about guns and he's gonna teach her about chemistry uh and <laughs> you know uh abe makes a joke like yeah he the you know i'll teach you about some chemistry or something like he don't know anything about chemistry <laughs> and you know they start kissing a little bit she gets out of bed hands him a uh necklace that she made out of a tail light a broken tail light and he said you know you damn near perfect or something you damn close to perfect or something and she says show me in the shower and right before he gets ready to get out of bed to go i guess fuck her in the shower uh he has another flashback of sasha making that peace sign and you just know she she she's in his head man yes she is everybody on this show trying to get down with the swirl dog <laughs> chocolate and vanilla black women coming up swipe right <laughs> <laughs> everybody going on blackpeoplemeet.com on this show dog right uh so um yeah he's trying to um you know and i i just felt like poor rosita you know mm-hmm. like she's basically just dating peter guns it's just ah you know i'm expecting tasha and amina to show up next week <laughs> Poor thing. you know um but he was he was lying and i could and i will say this you can tell a doesn't want to hurt rosita right he doesn't want to be the bad guy right like he cares about her but he don't care about her like that yeah uh we cut to glenn and maggie maggie's in the farm which makes sense uh she's in the field trying to make crops all right that's grow that, i mean she has a farming she, background all right but so that's all she did her whole life right but it's not working and she's feeling very uh discouraged and she's stressed about these plants and she doesn't know if they're gonna grow and it won't if it'll be enough and one thing it made me think was um i feel like that's almost like a metaphor for the seed that was planted inside of her by glenn hmm. you know that's his old whiz that's his old earth and he the god body he put that seed in her and the seed you know comes from the earth uh and it grows just like plants and if you do the math on that shit um you understand you just gotta do your lessons when, when you when, when did this become a whole temple do the lot do the knowledge karen okay think about it you need seeds to grow from the earth you know and the man grants her the wisdom you know mm-hmm. so that's how it happens because mm-hmm. she the queen 
she is the queen and he is the king plus you know the lunar cycle has 28 days 28 divided mm-hmm. by seven is mm-hmm. is is four and then four is mm-hmm. no the knowledge of what mm-hmm. four equals knowledge of self mm-hmm. and four of course seven pie. seven mm-hmm. equal perfection mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. three is the trinity three of course is the, well yeah of course seven trinity. is completeness seven is complete so you know how to do the knowledge yourself <laughs> you to knowledge yourself um <laughs> uh so we cut back to um oh and then while they're talking they over see they see some people over in uh walking out the street who realize that jesus has risen from his tomb yes he rose from the dead apparently it's the third day uh and nobody told them yeah they they try they're like where's jesus jesus out there walking around y'all yeah because uh uh what you call the uh nurse not the nurse but the doctor uh lady uh she came and ran up and was grabbing people and everybody just started running down there it was like what the fuck did he have what what did he what did he run off to right meanwhile we cut to jesus who's sitting in the hallway waiting for uh rick and michonne to get dressed <laughs> looking at the pit looking at the pictures like he at the art museum right and uh carl rolled up behind him put the gun to his head and was like the hell you doing in my house hey, boy?" right he's like you ain't the only ninja bitch and he said i'm waiting on your parents i said um that's not his parents and then uh rick came running out of the room and then with no shirt no shirt still buckling his pants and then michonne comes running right behind him and at her shirt and shit right and carl seen it and I, my favorite part of that is if you watch it in slow motion rick looks back at michonne and then tries to not look at her like be casual like because you know like, carl don't know they fucking so he he tried to be like be cool be cool don't 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 disturb the boy <laughs> right this, like this is the first time we, we don't know how to respond to this yeah like nigga everybody know y'all fucking this right. cool and then not in addition to that it was almost like a sitcom moment because they had the damn we ain't really so be fucking that's why i'm not sure i'm not sure that she like maybe she lives there but she definitely ain't been in that bedroom no she had been at that bedroom yeah because she, like she's actually been underneath the roof the whole time i think some people like from the very beginning she has always stayed with them they just have not been in the same bedroom like that okay because everybody put it together as soon as they saw them like it wasn't even like well y'all are y'all are roommates and this mm-hmm. there's nothing strange no, no. every single person was like oh y'all been fucking right we just don't so know I how don't, long i don't know how they know that they've been fucking necessarily but they knew they may have picked up on the uh the chemistry or something like that and it was like hey, nigga you ain't got no shirt on yeah buckling so, your pants yeah well whatever everybody figured it out that's all i'm saying i don't know how uh if she been living there maybe she maybe her room on the bottom floor i don't know <laughs> what i do know is every single person was like these niggas fucking so um jesus was there and everybody ran in guns pointed at him oh i'm like uh does is everyone gonna shoot him at the same time what are we doing about to be shoot out right um so they go have breakfast with some jesus and think they give him he uh tells him he enjoyed the oatmeal cookie and his compliments to the chef and daryl said she ain't here um and jesus said basically look i was wrong for stealing from y'all stealing y'all truck but y'all look like two people i didn't want no trouble with so i thought i would steal y'all's truck and bring it back to my people 
and uh rick was like well um that was some bullshit him and daryl share a look and he says but during the night you know when i got loose i i did some reconnaissance around here and shit uh i i saw the armory y'all got guns y'all got a lot of people y'all had what 54 people carol said more and i i think jesus got it on the he is probably 54 people right he probably counted you wouldn't surprise me if he probably didn't go through house by house and count the people yeah in ninja style like he actually probably could tell you how many children were in the whole community yeah i don't even think anybody's out on runs right now mm-hmm. i if he say 54 it's 54 y'all it's 54 right. like carol just tried to make it sound like we got millions of people you don't know don't attack us mm-hmm. and he was just like it's me baby it's jesus i don't want no problems mm-hmm. i'm just saying y'all got 54 My, I, I pray god told me you you act like i don't know right uh would be funny if you would have said something to carol if you were like carol i'm sorry your daughter's dead she was like what <laughs> my child that's right i'm really jesus uh anyway he um uh, so he was like all right cool whatever number y'all say the point being y'all got y'all can handle yourselves y'all got weapons y'all don't like y'all have a lot of food y'all do have a lot of bounce feet so y'all should come with me back to my people we're looking for partners to trade with and they were and rick said why should i believe you and he was like man your world is about to get a whole lot bigger and then they played that cool last walking dead theme music and with the commercial and i was like cool because the 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 crew needs to start building a civilization yeah and the thing the thing about this show that i think i think this show does so well but i'm not really sure if people pick up on it but the show is about world building it's like a rpg yeah role-playing game i mean it's like it's like uh do you get so many health points well not just health points or whatever but like you're building something like you're like the goal is to build a world you know let's take over this area and in this you know so the whole time like from the beginning it was let me find my family and get with this group you know then it was let's go to the cdc and see if there's a cure there's not okay let's live on this farm that's not big enough and it falls apart okay let's live in this prison okay too many people want this and it falls apart okay now we have this housing situation where we have a fenced-in community okay we can live here but people come in and want to take it and now they're trying to it's gonna you know trying to build sustainability we need other things we need food we need other things oh now the next level the next logical level in building this world is we barter with other communities that's the next level there's got to be other people going through the same type of story and the same type of struggle all over the place choosing different paths and different ways of uh coordinating right but it's just one of those things where they never thought of it like that they just thought that you know because the world is so fucked up you don't really think about that you just go around and see if you can find other people not realizing that some of these people may be a part of the communities right you had a hospital where they had indentured servitude you had terminus where yeah. they ate people you know like the thing is in this world building scenario it's very treacherous because you run into people that do all kinds of fuck shit so we're automatically distrustful of everything but at the same time the most unpredictable thing they can do on this show is have trustworthy people if you think about it alexandria has been the entire group of rick and them 
fucking up a perfect paradise yeah like if you think about it they were their own worst enemies as far as protagonists go particularly rick yeah just the group in general they did not trust they didn't necessarily conform they were always uh you know down on the people from alexandria they didn't want to train them they didn't want to make them better they were going to just take their shit at some point like all those were self-created problems the alexandrians never had an ace up their sleeve there was never um a catch to what they were doing true you know what i mean it was always just like an earnest group of people recruiting people and then the people they recruited are like wolves like this is like i eat everything i kill everybody so it it was kind of interesting if you think of it that way right to see the change in them right and i think every time they do go through something like that they learn something you know terminus taught them to be cautious and careful alexandria taught them everybody ain't like terminus right and if you think about it it can't be that many terminus you just have to think a collection of motherfuckers that eat people like at some point you have to be like yeah that's probably not the way to go you know what i mean like there's probably not five terminuses and i guess like those motherfuckers are like a cult like the vast majority of people would not just be like you know what let's just eat people like most people Ah! would be like that's some fucking ridiculous thing let's catch some deer or something i don't know anyway so um in this situation jesus is coming across kind of trustworthy but you obviously you have to be cautious because it could be a terminus but at the same time the likelihood of that is so much lower now correct we're not gonna do two terminuses in this show right so um jesus uh and uh rick's group get ready to leave um i think denise makes oat cake for daryl i think it's a way of thanking him for thinking about her and that pop and all that stuff yes and and he was being a dick about it he didn't know how to handle it yeah he said i hope it doesn't take so she was basically like man because you're gonna get rabies he said we'll make a pit stop i'll pick up something she was like like rabies and oh and then she said don't go out there eat some roadkill uh i don't know if those are just stereotypes talking or if that's something daryl's actually done but she was like um you know eat the eat the cake right you shit off the side of the road she's like no yeah and somebody told me it's like he doesn't think he she he likes denise because she doesn't help da, 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 da. And i was like he wouldn't have got her that pop i mean pretty much the pop was the whole reason the truck got jacked i mean All right and i don't think he would have helped her he would have got that for her if he really felt that she was just a dick nah I, the thing about daryl Dale has had odd conversations with a lot of people in the community not yeah. just her him and eugene like it don't mean he don't like them he it's just he has a uh, conversation with certain people Mm-hmm. so um is it and then I, yeah he had a conversation with aaron that was awkward as fuck right anyway so um he uh he probably thought it was nasty he said it looked like shit um but she, anyway she ate it i mean you know he gonna eat it um carl was cool about rick and michonne rick was like i would have told you but it just happened i have time and he was like it's cool man okay i understand about love and everything Mm -hmm. i got one eye nothing is promised no more (laughs) but i can see that clearly right (laughs) right he said he was like look man uh the way shit is going uh ain't nobody got time 
to be arguing about this shit um yeah he, he looked at him like daddy you grown and it, and i don't care and his mind he was like y'all probably he didn't say it but it wasn't surprising he was like I, I already thought y'all were fucking right plus he trying to find his own woman right you know you looking over at enid like hey look fatty carl is about that love man not you know he's not trying to he understands he ain't trying to nitpick with rick Mm-mm. plus he like michonne so it's like of all the people she got she ain't got no fucked up stepkids you gotta adopt come on now that i gotta kill you know that shot me in my face like you you doing good daddy yes in fact y'all saved my life so and also if anyone on the show realized there's no time or luxury for teen teen angst anymore Mm-mm. it's fatty carl fatty carl no fatty carl been shot twice he know about that he like life ain't promised yeah first time i got shot by a hunter trying to shoot a deal right these other kids they can do the you know they can do that shit but nah fatty car mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh so um he also said a kid with a messed up face probably wouldn't make the best first impression anyway because he's such a grown-up but i was shocked that rick didn't at least say come on man don't 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 do that to yourself <laughs> come on man you make a great impression don't 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 be down on yourself son yeah yeah and i think that's i think he's still trying to be get adjusted even even yeah. though the time jump has been months i don't i don't think it's been quite a year but it's been like months yeah i think they said a month in the last talking day okay you know what else though remember, carl's growing up so much because remember he used to want to prove himself so bad he tried to come everywhere with his dad mm-hmm. and now carl's kind of getting into this role like yo i'll take care of judith he's really you know like i i understand i and i'm a badass too so the people here need somebody to protect them i'll be that guy yeah and, and also i think too that for the fact that rick was willing to take him because normally rick be like nah not you he was willing to take him and i think carl actually believes that his dad respects him and his ability it's like one of those things where he doesn't have to prove himself anymore so it's one of those things like yeah daddy you can go this right here i got this right here on lock anything happen you can count on me yeah and his dad used to be crazy too so he probably yes, don't he feel did. like he need to watch his dad back anymore uh plus he got my song going right on. he was like you you fuck around and fuck up she 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 got it all right in the in the rv uh abe asked uh asked glenn about uh him having kids he said, "When you're uh, pouring, ah! when you're uh, pouring the bisquick, you trying to make pancakes." I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" I was like, "Pancake mix? What are we talking about?" I didn't know sperm was called bisquick. Me either. But uh, makes sense. Um, what do you do? Add water, shake it up. That's how sperm does. I don't understand this. I don't know. Rosita been. I know Rosita and his sex talk been gotta be grimy. Terrible. Like, oh girl you want you want this biz quick on your face <laughs> you want all this batter girl mm-hmm. oh make some silver dollars on your ass girl um <laughs> uh, i feel like glenn you want and them a, eggs scrambled i feel like glenn and a may need their own show because I, I remember another time they were talking and i feel like it was another tmi conversation then last year when they yeah. were in the library or whatever yes so i feel like that's like their thing now <laughs> 
a bring up too much shit and glenn feels uncomfortable i feel like that could be a whole podcast or something um Uh, but one thing that is being driven home the whole show, because it's not a, like the second person that Abe has asked about this idea of settling down and children and shit. Uh, and I think Abe's biggest fear is losing something again. Right. And I think that's what's what's coming up is Abe won't he refuses to build a new life to quote unquote settle down. He refuses to be with someone he cares about. He refuses to have children because he lost his wife and children and now he's like i'll never be hurt if i never love anything again yes just like enith enid enid oh, i don't know why i call it enith but yeah yeah i think that's how he feels like just don't get attached and you'll be fine but uh when jesus is in the building mm, <laughs> when the man walks in the room he changes the atmosphere you can't help but find that love <laughs> say amen amen he make you feel it mm-hmm. uh so and jesus was was doing his magic in the front he was he, rick and michonne was getting all kinds of pda up front rick put his hand on that leg and they was holding hands and jesus was looking yeah, on it was all sweet wherever two or more gathered ah jesus will be there and um that's when they realized there was a crash in the middle of the road there was a car wreck um and rick pulled over everybody snapped right into action uh they pulled the gun on jesus <laughs> like this this better not be a trap or we gonna make sure you die mm-hmm. um, yeah because jesus was like it, i think he said them, about them my people yeah because yeah G- well aren't they all jesus's people yeah truly yes you know and you know and that's the thing G- jesus knows so he knew the, the accident just happening every time right like he knew already he was just like this listen those are my kids okay i know everything my child right so <laughs> uh but yeah he was um basically like look man those are my people uh and like i don't know if they hit zombies or they died and became zombies i don't know no, what happened i think it looked like they may have hit and just turned the vehicles over Mm-hmm. Look like they maybe have been driving or somebody had been attention or something like they literally just hit zombies or, mm-hmm. or a zombie herd came out of nowhere on them or a small patch mm-hmm. and caused the vehicle to turn over yeah well whatever happened he was uh 100 percent uh you know those people were gone and i feel like jesus just told him to go on to heaven you know Oh, wait, that's not the right one. So he let them go to heaven. And ah! they and they basically said they were going they were holed up in this building and Jesus was like, um uh give me a gun. I'll go in there with y'all. And I was like, nigga, we ain't giving you no fucking gun. We don't trust you like People that. People tried to eat us okay we know better we is not gonna be set up for the okie doke yeah like what don't you understand people try to eat us uh we are not about to let that happen dog Mm-mm. so you got to stay out here one of us will stay with you the rest of us will go in and if it's your people we'll save them and bring them back out and jesus is like okay um and they left maggie outside with him and said if he if you hear us whistle you shoot him um and i was thinking man hopefully nobody else will whistle by accident 
right. two y'all gonna leave the pregnant woman out here with jesus right what if her water break i don't think she that far along i'm just saying i don't know if they about vaginas they're a mystery to me ah just like a penis is to me what if it was a premature birth now what oh you're in she just out there with jesus i mean i guess the baby would be in good hands but you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah it will be we'll be in great hands yeah um so being holy hands <laughs> <laughs> well he's got the whole world in him yes he does uh <laughs> and and you know because they didn't they didn't trust him and they and he wanted them to trust him but they couldn't because he had tricked them before more right, than once right you know daryl even said how do we know the same firecrackers in the trash can and jill's like yeah you, you don't uh so they went in and they saved all the people and it got a little preachy because they was like we're friends of jesus we're here to save you ah! and uh they was doing everything but wearing those white shirts and the black ties like the mormons so the Jehovah Witnesses. It's like, do you know the Lord Jesus? And it's like, that's my homie. And it was like, Jesus is your homie. Let's go. My homie too. <laughs> Jesus is my nigga. <laughs> um, that's the best. Uh, and then they had one dude. Like they found three people, and then one dude apparently was injured. They was like, no, we can't leave till we find our injured friend. And Abe was walking down the hallway, and he seen this this stumbling person, and he grabbed him, got ready to stab him in the head, and it was the injured homie. <laughs> he about to stab him. Sure I was him. like, nigga, it's the zombie apocalypse. What you don't want to do is be stumbling down a dark hallway, not using your words. Ain't that the truth? Like he looked like a fucking zombie. Mm-hmm if a would have stabbed him right through the brain i would have been like oh he killed a zombie i had no one knew even when Abe grabbed him he didn't say nothing he was just like Grr. i was like kill him right i didn't know he wasn't a zombie man but Abe figured it out and was like oh okay i thought and none of them had gotten bit or anything i thought maybe it gotten bit i don't know so they saved everybody and one of the dudes they saved was a doctor law averages karen they finally got lucky man they basically hit the jackpot for glenn and maggie who you know having this baby and you know find out hey this dude's a this dude's a doctor that and uh what should we call it boo gonna get some more training who gonna get uh denise yeah. could possibly learn some more training yeah exactly with the point being they got a doctor mm-hmm. um and then the guy who almost got killed by abe his name's freddie and he talks about having a flashback to his wife when he was dying and how he basically saw his one true love who died a long time ago as he was about to die and i think that was like you know pretty ham-fisted but it was like foreshadowing right um rick drove it to a fucking mud puddle but it didn't matter because they were already at the new location and we find out the location is the hilltop yes sir and they roll up to the hilltop and they got a big ass fence just like uh you know just like they do at um alexandria Mm -hmm. and the hilltop security uh top flight of the world craig was like (laughs) they was like take your put your guns up put them guns down and rick and then was like you put your spears down i know what you're gonna do check us to death right it was some fucking spear checkers i'm not being racist (laughs) this isn't a donald trump rally guys Mm -hmm. it was literal spear checkers Mm -hmm. 
at the top of the fence really real checkers talking about put your guns down it's like put your spears up what are you what <laughs> this makes no sense this is pepper rock scissors man we <laughs> big bang take little bank man put your spears down what's wrong with y'all <laughs> what is this 1900s unless y'all motherfucking got some wakandan spears yeah them motherfuckers ain't about to do shit are they gonna explode <laughs> when they hit us <laughs> and repel bullets right get the fuck out of here man but they was trying to act like they had a choice and uh jesus vouched for him and the doctor dude vouched for him like hey they cool you could trust them and then jesus confided in rick and them and said hey don't worry about it i'm letting y'all keep y'all guns because rick was like nah gregory the guy who runs this place needs to come outside the fence and talk to us we not going in there and getting trapped and getting ate we know how y'all do mm-hmm. and jesus said no you don't understand we don't have any ammo and i'm letting you keep your guns so i trust y'all like right. this is me trusting y'all y'all are the most dangerous motherfuckers here now and i know this yeah y'all can easily take over this place with these guns i'm saying i'm letting y'all in because we do trust you um so uh and it made you wonder too because like how is the hilltop defending themselves with nothing but spears right you know and jesus said well the walls hold up but it's like man that's yeah. we've seen too much well you know what definitely the wolves ain't been here they sure haven't because the wolves would have got through that damn fence already and y'all would have had to get some guns and tore them to pieces um so they go into the fence and find out that this locale the grounds of this place is called barrington house and it's an old family in the 1930s that donated the house to the state and it looks really like um a plantation yeah big up big ass plantation that they built walls around yeah people was um feeding chickens and shit um everybody was wearing brown um uh uh what do you call them like uh everybody was wearing like brown earth tones and shit you know felt like slaves <laughs> they may have been you know it's my bob a good point telling the fields and shit somebody bob a good point they were saying wouldn't the walls wouldn't so wouldn't they have to just set the walls on fire and the shit would just burn down yeah i don't know what the walls made out but they didn't look Log like cabins yeah they didn't look too too sturdy man it just i don't know man yeah, it they just, looked like they was built in the 1900s yeah they walked up in there and it was taking a good look around and, and it was definitely a plantation style house all i could hear was just He gonna trouble it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Rick and was asking about weapons and medical facilities and shit. Nah, I was just like, are these people free? Right. Are we? <laughs> What's happening here? Is this like the hospital, but with outside? Nobody knew. Uh, <laughs> mess ain't nice enough to let y'all sleep in the house yeah a metal worker making spears i mean you know what is the deal with this place um but uh they go inside the barrington house and it's nice as fuck a beautiful place i think i saw calvin candy and simon inside yes i ain't never seen no nigga with a sword uh <laughs> <laughs> where you get that sword from huh uh surprised uh gregory uh gregory came out of his office i'm surprised he didn't ask him to call them uh massa like oh it's me massa gregory right uh but yeah gregory comes out of the office 
and he welcomes them and they like uh okay let's talk trade and then he's like uh why don't y'all go get washed up like cuts him off mid-sentence and everybody kind of looks at each other like this dude's kind of a dick recurring thing yes um and uh he told them to go clean up and then they could talk business and whatever and rick as they were going as they were going to clean up rick was like maggie you clean up first and you go talk to him i shouldn't and i feel like that was very mature of rick because mm-hmm. if he would have been in charge of negotiations he would have been went well. eating that man's throat out in five minutes it would it wasn't that way, but he like, would have pulled that gun on him, cocked his head to the side. Right. It's one of those things where he was like, look, you've been trained for negotiation, not me. Well, Maggie's kind of, she studied under Deanna. Right. It was very important that that happened last season. Diplomatic. Yeah. She learned under Deanna how to handle people and shit and how to plan for the future and all that stuff. And I think Rick recognizes how important roles are and she needs this experience um it'll help her and it'll help everybody and plus like i said rick shouldn't be doing it he's gonna punch that dude in the nuts right um rick be like, you don't do it or not bitch then we have a quick scene where uh abe asked daryl about settling down and asked if he ever thinks about settling down and daryl said turn to him and said you think this shit settle and walks off that was <laughs> that was great um because you know that i guess and i guess that, that answers the question for daryl which is because i always wonder like why does daryl never have a love interest i don't even know daryl straight or anything Mm-mm. and it seems like daryl's basically like man i'm asexual in, in the zombie apocalypse uh till shit gets settled down you can't do shit because any because this thing like anytime anything could pop off yeah matt maggie goes into the gregory's office he calls her natalie right she said natalie right she says maggie says it's pretty close she says not really and he's like oh you call it like you see it i like that she looks at a picture in the office he walks over gets all up in a personal space right he did everything short of calling her toots yeah (laughs) sweet tits uh (laughs) right yeah she walks like so um he talks about you know it's like this place was meant to be like i was meant to be here and all this shit and she's like yeah 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 um let's get down to talking about you know let's get down to brass tacks and he starts asking her a bunch of questions um he's like well i do appreciate you saving my man david or whatever and she's like well my husband saved him so he knows she got a husband right 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 away he was she was like if you don't know i'll make that crystal clear right now right um then he starts asking questions like how many people y'all got how much uh like just uh y'all got medical supplies my man jesus says y'all ain't got food uh y'all you know if you don't have food eventually it's all gonna come apart let's just get let's just speak the common tongue here y'all need to come here and basically work for our supplies if you work we'll give y'all supplies and a beautiful capable woman like yourself you know might be speaking the common tongue again you know uh might might be able to help you out a little bit more and there was a bunch of red flags in this conversation. Like, for one, he said, I'm happy to help. I'm a nice guy. I never trust anybody said that nice guy. That, that's right when the dick comes out. No thanks. Yep. Um, but Maggie basically was like, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. We got bullets. Y'all ain't got no bullets or medical supplies. So stop trying to posture like we can't trade. And he's like, oh, well, y'all, you know, 
basically y'all ain't got food so it'll be worse for y'all so you'll basically you can get the fuck out he just goes thank you natalie good talk so he says her name wrong again mm-hmm. and it's like he took the textbook art of negotiating like just nag them and be mean to them and make them feel like they need you more than you need them and they'll just capitulate to whatever you want them to do that's not realistic and he said we're doing fine are you uh and they come back and now they're talking to jesus and jesus is clearly the good cop to gregory's bad cop uh jesus is like look we're out of ammo and shit but we don't need it urgently because we have these walls we'll be fine um and i'm like okay so obviously they haven't had these aren't warriors these guys nope. haven't ever been to war because yeah they haven't had anybody like the governor or anybody like that come through there yeah these aren't people that have had to kill apparently Mm-mm. not at least not enough um and maybe it's just because the other people who are in camp aren't the warrior people but whatever's up they're not fighters and no. that was one of the things jesus said he liked about that crew is that they were fighters that he liked rick's crew because of that um which made me think what so then do y'all need a battle fault like what is the thing that makes you want to bring them in then right because you already said they ain't got food and shit so anyway um jesus says i'll talk to him i just need a few days we'll figure it out we're doing well now you'll do well later and he just said can you give me a few days before anybody else can answer rick still thinking it over and michonne says yes and rick kind of looks at michonne and then he's like basically like yeah what she said because you know i'm not gonna argue with her i ain't gonna can't talk about bay like that right not, not in front of everybody right um i do wonder what happens if they ever really disagree in public though you know she already knocked his ass out once right she's like i'm not here for your foolishness so greg get there's a memo basically someone comes in is like hey the the guys are back nathan's back and they're like oh okay so everybody goes outside apparently nathan's an important person he's been on a run him and a bunch of people went to go see negan and or is it negan negan and so um we know negan's name because of the guy who they blew up in the middle of the street when we first came back yeah that that guy was the spokesperson for negan uh who was gonna go to their facility to alexandria and take all their supplies and shit too so you know they're familiar with negan um nathan shows up looking a little bit like kyle drogo with the beard and the ponytail yes and nathan's like uh greg goes hey man where's the rest of the crew it's only three of y'all and they were like dead they all dead and they kidnapped craig craig apparently is nathan's brother okay um and nathan's like and he's like well what do they want he's like they told us you sent us light you wouldn't have sent us light with our and by light they're talking about the whatever goods that they're supposed to deliver to negan apparently negan said it wasn't enough and that greg knew and sent them with not enough stuff which he may have we don't know right so he had to kill some people to make a point uh and greg's like basically like i don't know anything about that do you think greg sent them with a light uh package yeah that because because he's such an ass it wouldn't surprise me if he purposely did that thinking that they would just accept what he had as enough and he was like nope that's not enough yeah because greg's a slimy old dude he right he feels like um 
his previous occupation was a manager at hooters right you know so people get felt up he don't care because it don't affect him and it's one of those things where not even felt up i feel like he did the filling up and he also cut holes in the locker room so he could see titties right like, and pick that that's, everybody. that's greg to me you know greg is the dude that is he, he the one to get to get the hostess with the with the big titties and be right. sure nobody else gets the job right you're hired you know but i've had no experience don't matter nah you're hired but i've been here for hours and i've worked several different hooters i don't care bitch look at them titties get out of here right beat it um anyway so greg um is like well, what well, why why do you send me back like what's going on and nathan says he sent me back because he told me to give you a message and he and greg says well what's the message and nathan says i'm sorry and stabs that nigga just shanked him mm-hmm. he started shanking his ass like um the mad real world when his dad got shanked mm-hmm. he's like but why <laughs> and that goes to show you that he don't have the the he didn't have respect for his authority well i don't think it was that no i I don't think it was who who didn't have respect nathan yeah i don't think that was why no i think negan said i'll kill your brother the only way you get him back is you kill uh gregory and you bring me his head okay and then i'll give you your brother back and let's be real let's keep it 100 most of us are doing exactly what negan said yeah because you watched him kill them other people and your yeah. and your crew was already capitulated to this dude he got your brother that's the only way to get him back and 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 when i said i guess when i said don't respect him the uh, uh the um greg right greg has bowed down before so he you know the leader kind of sets the tone for the group and when people see you constantly bowing down and constantly giving him whatever he wants to do, they're gonna they're gonna follow what you do. So hey, if he threatened me, of course I'm gonna try to kill you because you would try to kill me if this was the other way around. Yeah, I understand that. I, I yeah, I understand. I just think it wouldn't matter who the leader was. They got your brother. Ah, okay. It's just you're gonna do it. You know, like yeah, regardless, him being yeah. a piece of shit is just a bonus. Pete, but to, to the point, if, yeah. it would, if it would have been rick it would have been somebody you respected you still got to get your brother back and this is more important uh now the problem was that dude wasn't very clever he just walked right in and tried to do it he should have waited a while and did it or something but um, more slick about it yeah yeah but the message was sent right then mm-hmm. um that uh and so rick stepped in to stop the guy from killing gregory which i wish he wouldn't have done uh because i don't like greg you know seem like a piece of shit to me yeah like, yeah you're a piece of shit but i can't have you getting stabbed up on my dime so they start fighting the three people that came in and rick is fighting uh nathan uh kyle drogo and that fight is getting bloody and ridiculous mm-hmm. um then um the other guy that was with them starts fighting abe and he's trying to choke abe and abe is uh like not putting up a big fight is why he gonna get choked to death <laughs> hey he zoned out and then uh rick is gets nathan gets on top of rick and he's choking rick out he's got a, a knife to rick's throat that's what it was mm-hmm. and uh michonne walked over to him and said uh drop it where um her, holding her sword and 
nathan looked up for a second and that was all it took for rick to stab him in his neck and kill him get him to business uh so that was i was like teamwork make the dream work mm-hmm. uh and then uh i guess the woman who was with nathan that must have been his like girlfriend or something yeah, like she, somebody important to him come running up out of nowhere she hit rick in the face knocked him to the ground michonne rode her uh, rode up on her and tripped her and threw her on the ground like get your hands off my motherfucking man oh she was like i'm not here for this and bitch. then she and when old girl got ready to get up michonne looked at her and just said don't <laughs> ah! i love that that was my favorite moment uh and then jesus came in and of course he was a peacemaker told everybody put their spears down and all the other guys put their guns down um oh you missed the favorite favorite part after rick that's why you here okay after rick uh stabbed that dude everybody stopped moving rick was like what yeah yeah rick had blood all over his fucking mouth and right. shirt and and, and right and, and, and everybody stopped moving rick was like what the fuck you expect me to do <laughs> he was like yeah. you expect me to, to, to not defend myself like what he just turned around what everybody's like well, you just killed a person that was our friend <laughs> rick was like this is what i do he said he was coming he was trying to kill greg i killed him what right like ain't this is the way it goes so uh at any rate greg did survive the stabbing the doctor dude came over to help abe gets uh the guy who was trying to choke him got knocked out uh by daryl i believe yeah i think he broke his arm at first too yeah he broke his yeah. arm and threw him off to the side so he gonna need medical attention and then um abe was just laying there and then daryl went to get him up and daryl said you okay and abe was smiling uh on his face and his necklace had fallen off and he left it there on the ground he didn't even bother to try to pick it up and while he was being choked you could hear a voiceover and it was actually sasha's voice mm. mm-hmm. uh so once you know that it made me think to all you know of course all the shit they they drive it home here mm-hmm. you think of the one that you love when they when you about to die like old buddy in the hallway mm-hmm. and then uh hearing sasha's voice leaving rosita's chain on the ground it seems like I, my belief is Abe realizes he's in love with Sasha and mm-hmm. he's gonna go back and try to get in some of that brown sugar. Mm-hmm. You want some of her brown sugar? Um. So uh, then Jesus basically says, "Look, everything here ain't what it seems. As uh, soon as we built these walls, this Negan dude who has this group called the Saviors showed up." Um they started making threats they killed a 16 year old boy named rory in front of everybody said we need to understand right off the bat um uh, <laughs> hashtag lucille uh so uh it was kind of funny that you know this that that happened because what made me think was because they didn't say it was negan they said it was his man that did it i wonder if it was the same dude that they killed Cause he said, "I you know, normally I just kill somebody off the bat," and I was like, "Oh, what if it's the same dude that he goes out recruiting people for Negan, and you know they just happen to be one of the people." Mm-hmm. So, and they cave to Negan as soon as it got bloody. They they give basically they have a deal where they give Negan half their shit right. every um whatever so often. Like the thing and, about that war, like the, like Alexandria's war before. Yeah, and then he says he won't kill him, 
and they said how many people in the group and they said um well we never seen over 20 people but you know it's big groups you know um and abe said well shit that ain't nothing they some pussies uh yeah daryl's like they some bitches we ain't worried about it and, and uh the D- 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 um abe said yeah we saw him on pdq we left him in puddles pieces and puddles oh lord <laughs> when they blew him up what were you gonna say Karen? sorry uh that i think i personally think that this group was the same group that when sasha daryl and abe before and they started shooting i think this group was also part of that group was out in the woods and stuff and chopped that dude arms off and all that stuff mm-hmm. i think it wouldn't surprise me if this group right here is that same, is attached to that same group see i think the opposite i think those those people were in negan's camp yeah that's what i mean and they were running from negan i don't think they were in um uh hilltop no 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 no. we're on the same page i i think that the people that were following daryl and the other two that group was part of negan's group oh yeah okay yeah yeah okay all right well um anyway so finally now that he's been stabbed and his white privilege is all fucked up greg is ready greg is ready to talk to maggie on on one to one terms Uh, stab it will make you change your mind every time won't it yeah um because rick and them went out to the veranda and they all were talking and they realized this is gonna be the trade yeah we will kill negan's people and they will give us food and all that stuff and maggie says it's gonna cost us something um and it's like be it as it may you know what are we supposed to do we don't have anything else really to barter with we're gonna have to you know kill these motherfuckers and then get get them to get hilltop to give us some supplies um yeah because this is one of the things it's not we won't survive exactly they don't have a choice right um and uh jesus comes out and he goes greg wants to speak to uh and rick gets ready to go and he says to maggie you know he wants to speak to maggie uh and glenn says you got this which i thought was a cool moment mm-hmm. um and maggie goes into uh greg's room and greg is laid up with no shirt on on the bed ah, ah, with, sitting uh, up in my room right um yeah, <laughs> yeah he was laying up in his bed yes uh, he was uh uh uh, uh chilling and shit with uh with the lights off yeah with he no was. shirt on um all bandaged up yeah all bandaged up it's a nice bedroom too trying to set the atmosphere and shit right uh so uh she walked into uh the room turn off the lights and greg greg was laying out with no shirt on you know it's a collection of pregnant porn books under the mattress <laughs> i don't know what he's into but um he was like i'm sorry for all the gloom uh and she he was she was like whatever look this the trade we'll kill me negan and she we've handled people like negan before he said how she says they're dead and 
she she was like we'll get your boy craig back and he was like that ain't my boy and i was like yo because he was like i mean his brother tried to kill me why would i want to save him and she was like well he's one of your people he's like it's nothing about, I don't, he's weak i don't why would i want him back in the gene pool he got kidnapped i mean that says a lot about him anyway kind of about the community and then he was like well he does make good baked eggs and t- green tomatoes he's a good chef so i guess i guess we'll get him back and i was like this dude just read like donald trump's the art of the deal ah and that and that's how he tries to do every deal like no 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 i'm i'm the one in control and it's like no dude you're you have a gut wound you can't do shit we have all the bullets we could just take this bitch okay we're being polite and we're trying to work with you right um and and it also says something about greg he's willing to sell his own people out to keep the upper hand in negotiations yep not gonna be the most trustworthy partner with reckoning uh-uh. wouldn't be shocked if he sold them out um and i feel like he's a very weak leader and one of rick's people could easily replace that motherfucker and now they would have two different locations true so i don't trust that motherfucker he got to go um and so greg um basically was like well okay you got a deal and she said uh well that's not all um we don't we you know we don't want to just uh have uh uh you know to to work because he said essentially this is the same deal you're working for 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 our stuff you know you you said that you wouldn't work for it but you are working for um uh, for our trade and she was like yeah well i know that y'all gave up all this shit to negan when when he came through and y'all didn't really put up much of a fight and he was like well you got yourself a deal we'll just call it that and she said well one more thing I take half his shit, and they'll get it. They'll get you half your money, your house, your car, alimony, child support, and your children. You'll be on the cover of the Inquirer like this. That's right. She was a half a D. She got half that shit. She told him, I won't have. Not some. I won't have and um he gave it up right if we're gonna risk this much and i know it's gonna be a cost we're gonna be sure all our people eat and he said see you got leverage and that's why you're doing this because you got the leverage now and he's clapped like he was okay with it and i was like i know this motherfucker is a jerk right you know i know you can't play monopoly with him Mm -mm. but you can't play monopoly with maggie either she got boardwalk and park place and she said one more thing i want and she got an ultrasound so she could see that the baby was healthy and growing inside of her and her and glenn had a sweet moment oh and they took the ultrasound and they handed it around the bus and the rv michonne looked at it and michonne was really happy for him but then i felt like it was short-lived because you know she probably thinking of her own baby mm-hmm. that she lost in the z-pac um and then i think they handed it to abe and abe seemed a lot more enthusiastic about it now that he had some clarity after being choked Ah, Um, ah. and then that was the end of the episode so 
yeah uh what are you looking forward to next week karen uh it's gonna be interesting i'm looking forward to uh their plan on negan and how they're going to do it how they're going to execute it and that that's that right there is going to be interesting all in itself they also got to talk everybody into it right which might not roll over cool because they're like hey we just lost people like from two two attacks within the two-week period dog we need a break and jesus and another dude went with them yes so i feel like you know that's going to be the reconnaissance that's going to be the people that tell them like how everything is is uh going um for the plan how to get there how many men he has all that stuff that's really important to the plan uh they'll probably get that information from those two mm-hmm. and i really like jesus so it'll be cool to see him um some more all right let's get to the emails um these emails are brought to you by bevel that's mm-hmm. right the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps uh don't forget uh bevel is a black owned business you know just like title that's why i said it go look it up um and uh you know tristan walker is a young entrepreneur who uh wanted to cater to the unique shaving needs of black men and if you want to support black businesses you listen to this podcast if you're premium i know you guys support us if you if you donate things like that um this is a a way that you can not only just invest in a company that's invested in you but it's also um investing in yourself because you're investing in your own skin and your own comfort and feeling good and looking good uh so take care of yourself treat yourself man get 20 percent off of your first month even just go to go to getbevel.com and use code g uh tbgwt that's getbevel.com code tbgwt and you'll get 20 percent off of your first month all right let's get to these walking day walking emails our girl miss smart shows up what's going on miss smart hey sweetie uh from whiskey wine moonshine she says let me preface this by saying that i am a good person oh lord no oh this might not end well nothing after this will be okay however if rick's group is willing to be the aggressors they may as well go balls to the wall in addition to killing negan's group alexander should just use their guns to take all the hilltop stuff kill jesus since he knows where they live and install some, <laughs> and install some alexandrians to serve as overseers to make the rest of hilltop keep producing the food they should not give those hilltop folks guns they are in america so they already know every time we share guns the people turn on us yep yep no <laughs> i don't want to watch that show <laughs> this thing's gonna fucking have slaves and shit <laughs> take it all you gonna go back to the hilltop this is gonna be maggie and rick with whips and shit get over there and make some more of them crops boy <laughs> better pick that cotton damn man the underground start next week y'all can't wait yep just watch underground <laughs> now i think rick crew would have before but i think with the attitudes now nah and they better not do that shit i'll never watch the show again <laughs> they have real life slaves no, so with this fucking slavery Harry's What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> underground railroad rooting for the slave masters y'all disgust me you, is, you, you, you want us to be free it's just wine and moonshine now uh daryl demanded a cow but how does he plan to get the cow back to alexandria it's too logistic it's logistically too risky 
every single time they drive somewhere something dumb happens with their transportation he can't walk the cow to alexandria if it takes a day to go to the from alexandria to hilltop also do you guys think michelle and rick will start referring to each other as spouses maybe have a wedding jump the broom miss mark uh i tell you this if he started trying to have slaves i don't think michelle's gonna be too too enthused about this it ain't no sally him and shit okay <laughs> i don't know if they have a ceremony i think that glenn, glenn and maggie did they got married in the z-pop that's true i don't know if rick and um michelle would have do you even have the resources to fucking spare to do a wedding weddings are already i guess if you know for all the cheap people man this would be the right time to get married mm-hmm. the z-pop you ain't got to spend no money Baby, we can't afford the destination wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go nowhere can't invite your mama she a zombie i'm sorry baby <laughs> she already did baby my bad jay full writes in a recurring theme in day walking seems to be manifest destiny rick feels like he has to conquer all these different settlements and teach them the way how long before rick takes over hilltop hashtag white man's burning yeah i don't think uh-uh. rick i think rick is off that i think that's why he let maggie do the negotiating right. uh i think rick is on some can you help us or can you not and that's as far as rick thinks but uh and it's, i think it's gonna take a while for people to realize it but i think rick's a changed man yeah yeah sean gave him that good he's 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 done it's changed yeah like y'all thinking about rick with all that backed up semen over the last couple years that's Ah! it's totally different now guys and he was rubbing on the wall with the zombies on the other side yeah that's a different guy now that was just the the backed up years of semen just just terry cruising all through his system okay Ah! Also, every time people trade guns for goods with white people, they get smallpox or colonized. I don't trust this hilltop situation one bit. Also, why isn't Judith walking yet? My theory is she has developmental issues as punishment for being a break baby word to Tyler Perry. That's petty. Anyway, (laughs) love to recap. Speaking of recaps, is the last season of Them Thrones reviews going to be parsed out like the previous season? Oh, yeah, I can do that. I I just need to do it, yeah actually was thinking about doing that with uh the walking dead i already got the daywalking.com so uh i should do that that's a good point more work for me yay uh, i always love going back and listening to the reviews for the new episode start but if that's too much work i totally get it thanks for all you and karen do j fool yeah we we do that anyway don't you yeah i know i've done it before but i just need to do it this time okay yeah yeah yeah. but uh i can do it i'll yeah i'll, make, I'll get it done make it a feed yeah it already is a feed but i need to make put the new episodes okay on update it yeah uh day walking with spears cecil right says sup bob and karen uh enjoy y'all's recaps <laughs> i'm sure this will be as good as usual i like this episode my only thought was that i missed shane when maggie was negotiate was negotiating shane would have asked once and then killed everyone and taken what they needed oh i think that would well see a lot of times what i think you guys need to do is put yourselves in the shoes of the other groups you know what i'm saying like don't just think of it from rick and his perspective but think of think of it as if if rick if some crew uh came into the camp with guns and rick and them didn't have guns and then they were like let's uh we want to uh have y'all food and y'all do this and that and the other i feel like rick and them would be just as distrustful and probably worse like they probably knocked them out and kidnapped them and tie them up before they even try to trust them like this group was pretty trusting on the whole it's just gregory was a dick 
correct but in general that was a pretty openly trusting group i mean it makes sense why they were marks and uh why negan was punking them because you know they was trusting people mm-hmm. uh he said but yeah shane would have fucked it all up he'd been there talking about rick we can take everything <laughs> we can kill him opening up the barn and shit come on rick damn rick just shane was just evil come on man let's get the raven he was the worst why not your kid ain't yours it's mine come on now i am i know uh but yeah so um i wrote hard for shane so i'm always looking for an opportunity to bring him up i hate shane like how cute his daughter his daughter judith is they oh. were that, that way she gave it the beginning of the episode melted my heart what are y'all expecting out of this negan character do y'all trust jesus as crew i will say this the only thing that could derail the second half of this season would be if negan was disappointing i don't think he's gonna be right which is why i would totally derail the second half of the season if he was everybody is now hyped up they keep building the legend we haven't seen him on screen no but i don't think we're going to get introduced him to the very very last i think it's going to be the break and in the next season and in the comics he's extremely um he's something else uh profane and all this shit it's gonna be different seeing it uh on regular tv although fx has said that you can say you can say fuck they've shown it oh yeah they've done it with the oj show mm-hmm. so maybe we'll get something but uh that's the only thing that could derail it i'm excited for negan but like i said i have no i have no idea how much of the comic books was me putting into it like this character's so badass and i can imagine any voice i want and any charisma and i can laugh at the sick jokes whereas maybe in real life it won't come across so great but we'll see man but i'm excited for negan man i I, cannot wait i am too i think that even with the governor uh because the governor is also in the comics i think that they actually did a wonderful job on a tv series with the governor so i i trust them so far they haven't let me down i I think whatever route they choose to take with them is going to be enjoyable yeah um all right and last email eve says walking dead feedback from eve <clears throat> hi rod and karen another great episode at first i listened to, i listen i liken the hilltop people to the former alexandrian cowards but then i thought about it they're not really cowards because they are clearly people there are people there who are willing to fight but they have no ammo what exactly would they do against the saviors who apparently have lots tons of ammo not to mention they have a leader who talks a big game but is a true coward i understand their position is all about self-preservation yeah they that's a was that's the thing i think people don't realize is because we've mostly only been concerned with the levels of evil and fucked up people are uh and every situation every living situation always has a catch mm-hmm. you know alexandrians are are cool but they're just completely unprepared for the z pop you know um terminus is a good location they want to eat you uh the (laughs) the hospital's a good location them motherfuckers are rapey ass slave owners um like everything has a catch you know the church is a good location that's run by a coward uh uh and it's it's hard to defend um it's always something you know the barn is hard to defend um and the dude was keeping uh zombies alive in the barn you know trying Mm -hmm. to save them so there's always something you know the prison people want to take it from you well i think hilltop is the first time we got somewhere the the people aren't the catch the problem is 
they're in a bad situation if you want to if you want their help you're gonna have to help them get out of a bad situation which puts you in the risk right uh all the rashawn scenes were so adorable when rick touched michonne's knee that look on his face said we're fucking tonight you know carl and judith ah, won't ah. be getting much sleep from now on ha i saw the way abe was looking at them he was jealous because he wants a piece of chocolate too mm-hmm. you know abe was dying to ask rick if he could smell his finger Ugh. <laughs> this show just keeps getting better it sure does um all right and i guess uh we should do at least sword ratchetness before we get out of here okay um let me uh open up that tab and uh while that's while that's opening i will uh play some negro spirituals for y'all swing think about them slaves y'all This is what they were singing out there when they was working hard. Swing. This was Rick and them rid of her when they was rolling up. Coming up on The Walking Dead, written by Miss Smart. this really what you think people want to hear miss smart (laughs) every week you think they're gonna just keep tuning in to see the next slave narrative come on man get out of here trust these evil cover hogging people cover terrorists prison tonight for englewood's first homicide in seven years a judge sentencing john cochran to 15 years to life in prison today tunis reporter kelly king with reaction from the courtroom while john cochran apologized in court and brought up his clean record a judge said due to the nature of the crime this was the punishment he had to impose by law i know what i did was wrong I know what I did was a terrible crime, and I deserve to be punished. I'm sorry, deeply sorry, for the events that took place. I ask mercy on this court because it is my first time being in trouble like this, and I have had a good record up until now. Cochran stabbed his roommate, Mark Gershon, to death with a sword in their Sabina Avenue home in May 2014. A judge found him guilty of murder and felonious assault Friday after deliberating for only three hours. Prosecutors say they are satisfied with the sentence. It's um, uh, the appropriate sentence uh, for the the crimes for which he was convicted. So we're satisfied uh, and we're pleased that uh, the jury came back with the verdicts that they did. But even if you believe that he was insane at the time, that he knew the wrongfulness of his behavior. It's very clear. Cochran must serve those 15 years before he's even eligible for parole. Kelly King, five on two. And his name was John Cochran. What a name! I wonder after he asked for mercy in the court, he turned around and was like, "Nigga, please, oh lord." 
and then black superman start playing uh all right guys we will be back on uh well possibly saturday we're going out of town this weekend so we'll be back uh soon uh we gotta go see nick jew that's gonna be fun uh so we'll be back uh sometime this weekend probably who knows i mean you know uh but uh (laughs) but we'll be back though y'all yeah we'll definitely have uh balls deep and all that stuff though so until then i love you i love you too